This is Zach Kaiser of The Legacy Right, and I'm here to provide a message to you. Short and sweet for all your millwork needs and all your woodworking necessities. Go to fanghornforester.com. I'll list it in the show notes. I'll provide you with that link, fanghornforester.com. Now let's get back to the show. Peace. Welcome to the Legacy Right. I have returned and I am back better than ever, baby, because I ain't got no welfare positive rights enthusiast right next to me on the other side of his own camera trying to do this thing. I'm about ready to compete in this decrepit, very competitive, but decrepitly disgusting uh, market of podcasts, especially on the political sphere and the economic sphere, because everybody gets way too fucking political, and guess what? Motherfuckers are so fucking entitled, they don't want to fucking compete, they just want to throw something out. They want to throw something out, they want to do their own thing, they want to be status little cucks. And I am not about that. I'm about representing you, gaining your know-how if you ever come on because I'm a-okay with bringing on anybody and everybody because I'm a nobody and we're all nobodies so maybe if you want to send me a message on Twitter or an email I'll bring you on get your perspective because that's how it is. That's all life's all about, man. It's gaining perspective and gaining all sorts of information on the belief systems of everybody. And because everybody has an opinion and there is no monopoly on it. You got to compete, baby. You got to compete. Even if it's muddled, even if it's muffled, even if it's muddy, even if it's despicable, it doesn't matter. Some people would probably look at me and be like, God damn, he's an asshole. Damn straight, I'm an asshole, man. We're all narcissists in our own right. We all got to protect our own selfish. 
self-interest. Not our selfish interest, not our selfishness. We can be selfish at times, but you got to moderate it because your selfishness is within your own self-interest. And what exactly does it mean for your self-interest, right? What does it mean to be a narcissist in the reality of everything, to hold narcissistic uh, uh, ideas? Well, it's easy. It's easy. We all have things that that are of interest to us to protect, whether that be your business. Whether that would be uh, your perspective, <laughs> your opinion, uh, whether that would be um, your property. And for those with family and, 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 and children, your family, your family and your children. That's definitely would probably be number one, especially when you get to that, that, that element to, to having that, that legacy unfold. Because not only are your kids your legacy. Um, that you hope to raise them in this world presently and garnish them the values that I hope are very positive in your own regard to trek through life, through their own life, and pass those values on to their own kids someday and build a legacy. But um, but just the fact that they're your kids, man, you want to always protect them. And you and you want to teach them what you perceive is right. Now, not everybody is going to um, have the same concepts of what is right and wrong. Um, integrity, by definition, essentially means doing the right thing, having the, you know, making the right choices. But what exactly is a right choice? What exactly is correct in your opinion? Again, like I said, there is no monopoly on perspective. There's no monopoly on opinion. And so there's no monopoly on on moral code and ethics because it's all subjective in nature. It's like value. Um, You can only put something that uh, you can only place certain value on something if you perceive it's valuable. So. To say something is right and something is wrong is is entirely void because what you may perceive is right may be wrong to somebody else and vice versa. Take drugs, for example. And this is why I'm I'm very adamant on being against prohibition. I think it's wrong. I think it causes more harm than 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 uh, than (laughs) correctness. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that through prohibiting something that is a byproduct of, uh, of either nature or through um, industry, um, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, what people are going to put in their bodies is what people are going to put in their bodies. I mean, you can't control or enforce what people are going to put in their bodies. Um, the you can't even control violent nature, and obviously, I mean, when when you have government and status apparatuses promoting itself through violence, well, then there you go, right? I mean, <laughs> whenever you try to utilize violence and force to enforce something, you're inevitably going to invite more violence and force to counter it. So prohibition fails, and then on top of that. You're controlling a marketplace. Can you really control the market? Uh, I think I, 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 I 
I think the Silk Road in the dark web kind of proved that that case point. Now, um, Ross Albright, free him by the way, he did nothing wrong besides open a, open a whole market. Um, yeah, bad things came about. I mean, there are a lot of immoral shit going on. That's the truth. That's reality. We can't be safe. There is no, I mean, Benjamin Franklin said it best, if he even said this quote anyways, but it's, it's, yeah, but it's garnished towards him uh, of what he said it. And uh, you can either have freedom or you can even, or you can have safety. You can't have both. And I paraphrase it a little bit, but you can't have both. If, if, if so, if you, if, if you imagine that you need to be in a safe world, then you can't be free. Because with freedom, with liberty, comes responsibility. And through that responsibility is how you uh, protect yourself, how you protect your family. You are always going to have temptation all over the place. Yeah, now we're getting biblical on this shit. Uh, we all have free will, essentially, um, accordingly. We, have, um, we make our own choices. Choice is a matter of perspective. And that in itself is why I came back and I'm doing this episode because that is what it's all about. It's all about perspective. You can disagree with one another. You can agree to disagree. Everybody's going to have agreements. Everybody's going to have disagreements. You might disagree with me. You may call me a leftist shuck. Well, I'm going to call you a conservative cunt. Because I ain't fucking leftist and I ain't got no leftist bone in my body, bitch. Because I ain't fucking on that Marxist fucking collectivized bullshit. We are individuals. That is why there is no monopoly on perspective. Know what I call conservatives, by the way, everybody? Let's go on that. Nice transition point, right? Communists. They want to conserve the status quo. What is the status quo? The status quo is I want to live on my commune. I want to get my entitlements. I'm a fucking worthless piece of garbage and you owe me everything and I want to keep everything and I want my social security benefits from the fucking working class that's going to pay for it when I get older and I've been living off of fucking welfare for the rest for my entire fucking life because I'm a fucking worthless piece of shit. Sorry, conservatives. Yeah, you're actually the communists. You live in this utopian fallacy that you are owed something called equality. The leftists of today are more like the equivalent of a true statist. They're pawns in a scheme of state control. Communism will never work conservative because in order for communism to be acquired, you must watch the state eventually eventually relinquish its control. The only time the state is going to relinquish control, let's go, let's let's use some Lenin rhetoric, is when everybody is fucking dead. Is that what you want, conservative bitch? This is why I don't vote. Um, 
don't get me wrong, liberalism has been polluted with fascist ideology, status principles. Progressivism is only progress of the advancement of a centralized, clerical-like great state. An administration of bureaucracies that are immutable through their control. Uh, Woodrow Wilson's dream, by the way, really, um, to, to have a great administration state that surveys and, and collects intelligence and controls and knows your every waking fucking movement because you're just a pawn and a surf, you little average human being American. Or anywhere around the world, obviously. But I'm an American. We're in the United States of America. And uh, we're going to go off of that. <laughs> we're, um, let's just put it this way. What is a state? One more transition. Uh, what exactly is the state? Well, according to the words of Franz Oppenheimer, and I'm reading this. Straight from Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard. The state is an organization of political means. That means that it is systemization of a predatory process over a given territory. The territory in this, in this instance is essentially the control of your own human existence, your own body, your own property. That you've labored to make it your property. The state is parasitic. It's a parasite. It's a welfareist. It's like you individual welfareists. It's like you corporate welfareists. The state is parasitic. The only way for the state to exist is for it to gobble up everything. So how do we combat the state? Well, we have to get back to the mindset of economics. We have to understand what it means to be economical, uh, to be marketable, to be competitive. We counter each other through competition. And in fact, and I get this once again out of the anatomy of the state. I just reread it again. So it's been a while. But uh, an economic means which is essentially the way of production and exchange on a voluntary basis. Well, voluntary is actually how you get a state in the first place. Yes, you're coerced. Yes, there's some force and intimidation involved, but that's why you're, co you're coerced. You're persuaded through a violent means to be coaxed into an establishment that controls you and holds authority. You are manipulated to volunteering your own authority to authoritarians. And that's how tyranny is created, through voluntarism. So the means of being voluntary in the absence of authoritarianism is to understand that you have your own authority and fuck politics, fuck governance, Besides your own government, besides your community and its own voluntary cooperative means, 
uh, in its own economical standards of means, um, it, fuck it all, man. Like, you outsource your authority voluntarily, even if you're intimidated to do so. How do you not, how do you stop yourself from doing that? You understand that there are people, there are groups of people that want to assume authority over you and you don't let them do it. The more people understand that you just go on through life, you work to better and innovate and create and compete and et cetera, et cetera, and you cooperate through those manners, you understand that everybody has their own authority and everybody has their own authority for themselves to garnish the the the, the voluntary status of, of of creating relationships with others so that you can actually activate a community it's nothing there's nothing wrong with community there's nothing wrong with governance we govern ourselves individually we can govern ourselves as as a community of individuals who are voluntarily and responsibly contractually agreeing with one another of how we want to run things on a on both an economical standpoint and a social apparatus so we understand what in like-minded ways of of what we all perceive is wrong and what we all perceive is right what needs to be done in order for us to live successfully and and be able to live free of 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 bad ailments essentially um the state doesn't want that the state wants to garnish this control the groups that are given this power of authority um voluntarily coerce but still voluntarily because they intimidate you to volunteer your authority over to them uh and they want to maintain that they want to expand that and they want to suck off your production Dictatorship of the proletariat, I guess, right? Right, commies, socies, socies. Violence is never really the answer unless it's a last resort. The state uses violence as a necessity because that's the only way the state can exist. That's the only way it can expand. That's the only way that it can garnish its partnerships uh, and charter its corporations to create its private oligarchy to expand the public monopoly of government and and provide to the general welfare of all. Right. I mean, that's the clause. That's one clause in the in the United States Constitution. It's the general welfare. Well, what is the general welfare? Well, you can go read my Substack at legacyright.substack.com, uh, and uh, you know I'm gonna plug and uh, pay for a little subscription, and you can read my paid for uh, dissection of what my perspective of the general welfare clause of the constitution is all about uh which is essentially statism but i want to go read it so go to thelegacyright.substack.com and uh pay uh help me out man i like to i like to expand economically (laughs) but um and uh you get to read that don't get me wrong i'm gonna have some more 
as well. And I got some free articles of my perspective as well, specifically with like anarchy and agorism and, and uh, just what it's all about just to live free. Um, but uh, sharing of ideas is what I like to, yeah. But I'm volunteering my ideas. And if you agree, you agree. If you disagree, well, fucking show it. Tell me I'm a dumbass. With that, it sounds like I'm rambling. Um, and uh, I would love to continue on, but uh, it's just me now. And uh, I can't go an hour and a half, two hours by myself rambling on. You, you get bored very, very quickly, right? So um, to conclude this, I will say, um, first off, I have done a couple episodes by myself. Uh, since my comrade was released from his responsibilities, um, I'd like to thank Ezra and Mastonberry for coming on with me in middle of January when I recorded with Ezra for the third time, first time with myself, and uh, the beginning of February with Maston. Uh, they're bright young men. Uh, they are, they're bright, they're very responsible from what it seems, what I perceive, um, and uh, they have their heads on, right on their shoulders, and they got big things coming for them, because uh, they are, they're very intelligent, um, they uh, certainly have the ethics of, of trying to work hard to uh, make themselves better, and that's all that matters, uh, you know, I mean, that's all that matters is to elevate yourself through merit and by working towards that level um so i'd like to thank them for coming on and i love the obviously i'd love to have ezra back on again as always i'd love to have Mastin back on as always i'd love to have anybody come on man so uh yeah uh in the description of this uh down in the show notes i will leave my email and if you ever want to come on be my co-host I'd like to hear your your perspective of everything because that's what the, the legacy right is all about because you have the right to your legacy and we have to divorce from all the aspects of the legacy disintegration of what status institutions specifically within our corporate press media um, attains. We have to divorce from all that. We have to understand that there's no monopoly on perspective and there's always going to be bias everywhere and so people are going to agree. To disagree and uh, and maybe in a more weird mutual sense disagree to agree right so <laughs> but uh um but yeah i uh i'm doing this on my own because i have a different perspective on matters and quite frankly um he was an entitled little fuck he preached about positive rights and negative rights and how the privilege entitlements that are immutably guaranteed but yet can be taken away from government uh, is despicable and, and, and infringes upon your natural right of living and all this and that. And in reality, he's a positive rights enthusiast. He's a leech. He's just like the state. Parasite that uses predatory means to leech on for their own benefit. He's doing that with his own family. He's 
does that with his own friends. That's why he's going to wither away into nothing. Uh, which is sad, man. I hope the best for him. I really, really do. Because I'm a good person. I hope the best for him. But uh, in the meantime, we just got to keep riding it out. And we got to understand that in order to compete against entitlement schemes and positive rights enthusiasts and parasitic causes of welfareism and frauds and monopolies on violence and oligarchies of corporately chartered government partnerships and individuals that are more narcissistic in the nature of being selfish rather than having their interests but yet still understanding we still got to live and cooperate amongst other human beings. We got to embrace a little bit of competition. So again, this has been another episode of The Legacy Right with your host, Zach Kaiser, a.k.a. Buckeye Zach. I'm the legacy of Jennifer Kaiser. Rest in peace, Mom. I'm going to do big things. Because that's what you wanted. And I want everybody to know that they can do first things. You just got to work at it. And you got to garnish that energy to be able to work at it. Do it big no matter what it is. I don't care if it's carpentry or bagging trash or podcasting. You just got to work at it. You got to put in the energy and the time. You got to get it done. And it may take a lot of hours of your free time. But if you work for something and you have a goal, anything's possible. As for that, peace out, my comrades. I love you. I love all of you. Forever and always, this has been The Legacy.